Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Pod Bowls. I'm your host, Francis Bowles. And um, really, honestly, just thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, today I plan to have one of my uh, best friends, Aiden, join me. And um, very last minute, he called me and said, Hey, man, I can't do the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm really busy. I'm doing something. Which, uh, you know, I don't really honestly believe since uh, it says right here he's playing Fortnite, which is... Um, you know, I'm not going to judge that, but, uh, hey, bro, next time, just, uh, just tell me you're playing Fortnite, buddy. I'll, I'll understand. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into the podcast, and um, today we're going to talk about travel. More specifically, my travel to Japan. So, um, let's get into it. Um, so, let's put some context behind this. By the way, uh, please excuse my um, really squeaky chair. It's... It's old, I need to get rid of it, but um, I'm too poor to ever, I'm too poor to do that, so I'm just going to keep this, please just bear with me. So yeah, let's put some context behind this. Um, about maybe November, mid-November, I, uh, I set out on a trip to Sapporo, Japan, um, in Hokkaido, which is, where if you don't know where that is, it's um, basically there's the mainland of Japan, where, you know, Osaka, Tokyo is. And then the northern part, the northern island of Japan, is Hokkaido. And um, the capital of Hokkaido is Sapporo. So there you go. You can, there's your um, geography lesson for today. But um, so that's where I uh, set out. And um, so we're going to talk about how I got there, um, what I did there, and um, what are some interesting facts about Japan. So let's get into it. Um, so... Let's talk about tickets real quick. Tickets are like the beginning of every trip. So let's just talk about it. Um, if you're looking for tickets, I recommend you go on Google Flight Search. Um, it's a really great website. Um, you can look up your own, like you can put your own standards on there. Like, hey, I'm only going to spend $800 on this round ticket and I'm coming back on this time. Um, and then you can search for tickets. I will recommend the shorter your stay is at a country, uh, the, you know, the, the closer the return date is, like let's say two weeks or three weeks, the more options you find for cheaper tickets. And also, um, I also recommend that when you buy tickets, um, make sure you make, do it on a weekday, not a weekend. Weekends are filled with flights and um, you're most likely going to get delayed or um, just, just won't be able to find a good ticket that's reasonable on that day. So, let's go on to the next thing. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, once I found out I was going to Japan, I was pretty stoked. And um, I wanted to start packing. And, because, um, like, I had, like, a two weeks notice. Like, hey, and my mom literally just came into my room and said, hey, we're leaving in two weeks to go to Japan. And I was like, what? And, uh, yeah, so, I started packing up. So, I got this... Uh, I didn't want to lug a whole big suitcase with me because I thought that would be a hassle. So um, I went to a garage sale and I bought this. Uh, I bought this five dollar uh, duffel bag. It was massive though. It was a big duffel bag. I could stuff a lot of stuff in it. Um, so I also had to bring my school books, um, my math, and um, my math and uh, my um, a few of my classical conversation material. So. I had to ha make sure this duffel bag could hold all of this stuff. My clothes, my uh, duffel bags, uh, my, my, not my duffel bag, what am I saying? My clothes and my um, school stuff. 
So, once I got the duffel bag, I put my school stuff at the bottom and I tried to jam my clothes uh, on top and uh, it didn't really work out that well, but I mean, it was under the weight limit and uh, I could still um, pick it up. So, I mean, it was incredibly heavy, but I could still pick it up. So, I said, hey, why not? Um, that was uh, that was quite interesting. A lot of my family members were saying, are you seriously going to take all of that stuff in that duffel bag? I was like, yeah, watch me. And uh, <laughs> it surely was fun. Um, so uh, I do recommend if you go on travel, take a suitcase. I mean, it really does just help you in the long run. I mean, the duffel bag is it's light, but it's it's heavy. And, you know, a suitcase probably has wheels. So, I mean, that's what I recommend at least. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I started packing up and I had only one piece, one luggage, one piece of luggage and, um, and this really small backpack I was going to take with me. And, uh, this backpack, uh, it's, it's very beaten up. It was very beaten up. It had holes in it and it was my, it was, uh, my old school backpack. So I thought, why not, you know, why not just bring it on the plane, you know? So for a three month stay, I brought one ginormous duffel bag and um a small backpack <laughs> i i underprepared let's just say that um i underestimated how cold it was going to be by uh in sapporo which i probably shouldn't have i mean the place is right next to russia so what was i thinking but um yeah i uh, i only packed like th what four jackets and there were like you know a windbreaker uh, a nice sweat jacket and another windbreaker and one nice jack one nice uh uh what is it what is that material uh anyway it was a really nice warm jacket um fleece there we go one nice fleece jacket but um i i massively underprepared um but i was it was it was the amount of jackets i could fit into my duffel bag so i mean i can't really fault myself that much uh there and um I will say, I brought some shorts with me, and um, I, I, whenever I wore shorts, I felt like I, uh, I felt like I, you know, st uh, stood out like a sore thumb, man. Like, no one in Japan wears shorts. Like, maybe school kids whenever they're doing gym practice, but I have, I don't see anybody wearing shorts there. They're all wearing long pants, skinny jeans, or or like any kind of khakis or something else or they just they nobody wears shorts and i'm just thinking wow why don't you guys wear shorts they're comfortable what are you doing but so they, they always give me kind of weird glares like well who is that guy he looks asian but he's white as a cracker <laughs> um but yeah we um so yeah that's <laughs> what am i talking about oh uh, yeah so let's go on to the flight yeah, I packed all my stuff under the weight limit. So then, the flight. Um, it was a it was a pretty good flight. I will say the going, the was the flight there was amazing. It was almost no lay. Well, I mean they did lay, you you have to have layovers, but my layovers were very simple and easy. Um, so first we went from uh, the Midwestern to Seattle, which was a five hour flight, and I mean, it was nice. Uh, it was, I slept the whole way. And then once we got into Seattle, um, 
uh, we waited about two hours, I believe. Yeah, two hours. Um, I remember distinctly remembering. Uh, I think it was we arrived in Seattle around eight o'clock, and I got really hungry, so uh, I went to a convenience store and bought this, bought this nice convenience sandwich, and uh, I ate it. And oh my god, I I was hungry at the time, but that had to be one of the worst sandwiches I've ever eaten. Jeez, and and then after I finished my sandwich, I. I after I finished my sandwich, I looked to my left and there's this really nice burger shop and really nice um, noodle ramen shop. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> why didn't I look more carefully? But, um, <laughs> Seattle is a great place. But, uh, we, yeah, we only waited two hours in Seattle, um, then got on a big flight to, uh, you know, a long flight to Taiwan, which was, I think, 13 hours. And, um, man, I was just dying. When I was in Seattle, I realized I had something wrong with my throat. There's something wrong in my throat. Like, like you know, whenever you got a sore throat, you can f- kind of feel it before, like in your tonsil. So I, I felt that, and I was praying that it was nothing bad. Um, it was, but uh, yeah, on especially on the flight to Taiwan, I could really feel it. Like, by the end, I was just dying inside. But the flight to Taiwan was actually pretty good. Um... We went on EVA Airlines, which is a really actually a pretty good airlines. If you're going to Taiwan, I definitely recommend EVA Airlines. Um, the food is really good. Um, you know, most airline food sucks, but I mean, that airline food wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I'd say I would even eat it. I mean, I'm a very, I'm not that picky, but I have my standards for food, and I will say that United Airlines is a no-no. But <laughs> I will say that uh, EVA Airlines has good food. Um, so yeah, after the 13-hour flight, oh, and they also had entertainment on it, um, I didn't watch much movies, my mother though, oh my, my mother watches so many movies, so many movies, <laughs> she watched, like, I, I fell asleep, I tried to sleep the whole way, and I would wake up every maybe three to four hours, you know, for drinks or food, and I asked my mom, how many movies did you watch, and she's like, oh, I finished three, finished four by now and I think by the time we got off that plane she had watched maybe at least six movies in that time frame which is I just thought I did you sleep at all but um and sure was um interesting to say the least but um after a nice 13 hour flight we finally got to Taiwan and it was like 5 a.m when we got to Taiwan well in Taiwanese time and oh my goodness Taiwan is so hot in so early in the morning. It's like it was like 95 degrees in the morning and it was five o'clock and the sun hasn't even risen. It was humid, hot, and I was inside the airport and I couldn't believe what I was feeling. And I was like thinking in my head, wow, how I couldn't I couldn't live there, to be honest. I mean, it was way too hot. Um, but yeah, we, uh, waited, um, we, we went through, we went through security, airport security in Taiwan. And I will say airport security in Taiwan is so much more light than U.S. Uh, U.S. security, um, check. Because, I mean, like, I was scared. I think I had two Coke bottles, uh, in my, uh, backpack and <laughs> I, I was scared. And then they, uh, scanned it and said, oh, here you go. And they just let me through. And I was like, really? Oh, okay. And um, I don't know if it's a lousy job. I don't know if I should be concerned about that. But, um, I mean, they're a lot more, you know, free uh, free going than, you know, U.S. security. So I enjoyed that. So 
yeah, we went to, uh, so after we passed through security, uh, we waited maybe two hours, two more hours to go to, um, two more hours to go to, uh, Chitose, which is the, um, Sapporo airport. So, uh, we hopped on the flight and, um, flied for two more hours. Um, it was a three hour flight actually from Taiwan to Sapporo and, um, my gosh, I think it was maybe we were 35, no, maybe 45 minutes away from going there. And I get this, I get this, this, this headache that just, it hurts so bad. Like it was going through my ear and it just, it, it was like, a, it was worse than a migraine. I know that. And it was just, it was awful, whatever that was. And um, it was just awful. Uh, probably because of the, you know, because we were going over probably the highest I've ever been on um, airplanes. So probably the ele elevation got to me. So, but I, it hurt, generally hurt like, oh man, I don't want to remember that. But um, yeah, that's it. That's the story on that. And then we landed in Chitose and I was so happy to finally get it, be in Japan. Like I was just excited because I was tired of flying. I mean, let, I, I mean, let, let's all agree, I think all of us, or most of us can agree, airplanes, airplane flights kind of suck. I mean, like, of course, they try to make it entertaining for you, but let's be honest, you're cooped up in a small vehicle, in a small compartment with like 186 other people. I mean, that's just uncomfortable, and I don't need to rant more about this, but um, yeah, we went to, got to Japan, and here is one of my biggest gripes. Customs. I mean, I understand customs is important. And, I mean, it's not really a gripe, but I have horrible experiences with customs. So, my mom, she didn't look up the rules, but my mom thought that since I was an American passport holder, and she was a Japanese passport holder, we had to go in different lines. So, okay, I said, alright. So, I went through the foreign lines, and she went through the... Uh, the home lines were ba basically the, you know, Japanese passport line. And um, I was surprised. Her Japanese passport line went raw. It went like a bullet. Like, it was so fast. They were like, they just looked at your passport. Okay, go, 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 go. They didn't even look at your face. But the foreign lines took forever, man. They Each person had to, each person had like maybe I'd say five minutes to so. And once I got up there, I realized that this there's this lady saying, Hey, put your hand there. Put your hand there. And I was like, okay, okay. And then they saw, they looked at my passport. And was like, wait, you're 14? And I was like, yeah, I'm 14. And it's like, you can't be here. Where's your mom? You know, and like, where's your mom? And then I was like, wait, what? And it's like, you're underage. You should go with your mom. And and then I realized my mom was gone. She already passed. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm so screwed. <laughs> um, then I, you know, they put me aside. And then I had to fill out this paper. And um, this paper, now... They had, like, it says, like, what are you doing in Japan? Visiting family or business or, and, like, you know, all these other questions. And then at the very end, it says, what is, what, uh, in Japan, what is the zip you're going to? What, what zip code? What's the zip code and address? And I'm like, how am I supposed to know where I'm supposed to be staying? I was supposed to be staying in my aunt's uh, apartment. But how was I supposed to know that? Like, I'm 14 years old. But, um, I mean, I probably didn't look 14. Um, I was, like, in Japan... I look more like a 30-year-old man than really a 14-year-old um, boy, which is kind of sad. But, I mean, I was taller than most people. 
but um, it was awkward, and I tried so hard to communicate with these people, and they just kept pointing at the paper. And um, I wish I knew Japanese. That's one of my goals of you know this year is to learn Japanese. But um, then I spot my mom. She was waving, you know, kind of looking confused and probably wondering why I was still stuck. And then uh, I pointed at her and said, "That's my mom." And then one of uh, the workers went over there and said, "Is this really your son?" And then it's like, okay, all right. And then I went through custom lines, and uh, yeah, I went through. And uh, I gotta say, man, customs really. I mean, I understand it. I mean, I understand it's very required, but I mean, like, gosh, man, they should make the rules more public. But um, yeah, once I got to Chitose, uh, I was so ecstatic. I was, but like I said before, I was also kind of sick, and um, it had gotten worse when I got in there, and. Um, Oh man, I I was dying, man. Um, I was just dying of exhaustion, and my throat hurt and everything. So, I mean, it wasn't much more interesting things that happened because that week, that whole week of me being in Japan, I had to sit in bed and sleep off the sickness. Um, but it was still um thrilling to finally be there. Um, so I will. Elaborate on some things about Japan. So let's get into it. Um, all right, let's go to transportation. So in Japan, people don't really. I mean, people. There's a lot of driving. All right, people still drive a lot, but in Japan, driving is more of a. It's not as heavily used in America. Like in America, if you don't have a car, well, then you're basically a bum and a loser. Uh, not offending anyone who doesn't have a car. I don't even have a car yet. But um, in Japan, you don't really even have to have um, a car. Because, I mean, in Japan, you know, you have to pay for the car and, you know, all the tax and everything. And most people, what they do is they buy a they buy this thing called a sapica, a sapica um, which is like a kind of a subway card. And um, people just use the subway and uh, the bus system too, um, and it's really advanced. Honestly, the Sapica is so cool. So you put this card inside your wallet, and the really cool thing is you don't even have to take the card out of your wallet. I mean, you can just leave it in there, scan it. Uh, you know, just uh, press your wallet against the scanner, and you can uh, walk right in. So I thought that was pretty intensely. Uh, that was I thought that was cool. But um, but yeah, most people don't use this. Um, don't use cars. Most people just use the bus or subway, or if they're very rich and have you know to go somewhere fast, they'll use a taxi. Taxis are everywhere, or if they're simple enough, just walk. I mean, so many people just walk, you know. And um, but yeah, let's talk about the subway a little bit. Um, subway's amazing. Um, it's a, it's really cool. Uh, it's. Very quiet. I will say the subways are extremely quiet in uh, in Japan. Um, I mean, you walk in and, I mean, it's dead silent. And, you know, it's it's kind of like one of those rules where you don't make eye contact. You just kind of... People, people in the subway, they don't make eye contact at all. They either pretend they're sleeping or look at their phone or read a book. And they don't... and. In Japanese culture, it's kind of rude to, you know, speak to people or make noise. So it's um, very quiet, honestly. So you don't hear anyone on their phone or anyone talking to their friend right next to each other. It's extremely dead silent. So 
Um, I thought that was nice. I mean, it's not awkward at all. But the problem was my mom and my aunt, they, they love to talk. And um, I usually had to sit by them and they would talk a lot. And my, you know, my mom would laugh and my, sis, my uh, aunt would laugh like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha. And uh, everyone would just stare at them. And um, yeah, after that embarrassing moment, I, w- I just stopped. Um, in general, I just stopped sitting by them. Um, so I would like stand far away and then on the stop, you know, leave. But it's just really embarrassing. So I do recommend that if you go on the subway, get a sapaka. Because, I mean, you could do the, you could just get a ticket manually. But, uh, but, the Sapica is so much easier. It's a small card. But, and that is the subway system. For the bus, it's a little bit different. Um, Like before, you don't talk on the bus. Because people will look at you. And they, there's, it's not like friendly looks. It's more of a, what are you doing? Shut up kind of look. But, um... It, the bus is a little more that because people just it's more of older people and they didn't they really they're not as light and they just kind of look at you like what are you doing you know and especially for me you know I'm an English speaker and f- to them whenever someone speaks English it stands out so if I ever even if I whisper it they'll look at me and think what's wrong with you because you know I have an Asian face and it's so shocking for them to see an Asian person speaking English and they're like what are you doing you know but um yeah I and let and I would say that back to the bus thing I honestly I think that the bus is I think it's a great way of transportation but um I mean it's it's easy to miss your stop you know because like all of these bus stations look the exact same so it's like is this my stop or is that my stop? And like all of these regions where it's like, you know, the bus stop or sound almost exactly the same. Like it's so confusing. Like it's Kita San Yojo, Kita San Jojo. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's so complicated. So, I mean, at the end of my trip, I started to get the hang of it. But, you know, then I just left because, you know, anyway, that <laughs> I, I hate those, man. Um, but. The great part, and um, that's and you know, then there's taxis, and I don't recommend taxis. If you're gonna try to save money, I don't recommend taxis. Taxis cost so much. Now they don't. It's not like where it's not where you go, but how long. Like I think that's the same way in America. How long your, uh, tri- uh, you know, your taxi ride is, and um, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot of money if you're. If you're going from one part of town to the other, it would probably cost you maybe a good 40 bucks. It's it's incredibly expensive. So if you're just trying to do something like, you know, local travel, just take the subway or the subway maybe. The subway, I believe, is like maybe, excuse me, like 60 cents a ride. No, maybe like a, maybe like. A dollar a ride. It's it's it it's reasonable. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the travel part. Um, let's go into um, ah uh, yeah, Sapporo. I love Sapporo. Has so much snow. If you are a big snow fan, I recommend you go to Sapporo during November through February. It is incredible. I mean, this year was 
this was kind of down on snow. I, I guess it was kind of down on snow. I don't know what my mom was talking about. She was like, oh, this is a down year. It was a ton of snow there. It snowed every single day almost. And um, it was just inc- it was incredible, honestly. I mean, I think at one point, the snow came up to my shin. It was amazing. Um, the snow is very, uh, it's very fluffy and it was very, um, kind of powdery, which is great. And that's why Sapporo and, you know, Hokkaido itself is known for skiing. It's just because, you know, the snow is so powdery and it's really nice. So, um, actually I think in Sapporo one year had the Winter Olympics. Wait, wait, let me, let me look this up. I believe they held the winter olympics in sapporo japan now that i don't know if that's if that's true or not i think so they were advertising like hey winter olympics i don't know what year though um i think i think it was like sometime in please excuse me um let me let me look this up real quick Sapporo, Japan, okay, and it says right here, 1972, and I was right, Sapporo, Japan held the 1972 Winter Olympics, but yeah, anyway, back to the subject, it was, it's a very nice snowy place, so if you love snow, um, I'd go to Sapporo, um, every February, they hold this snow festival there, and uh, it's crazy, man. I didn't get to witness it since we left in February. But what I've heard, and I've seen some pictures, it's it's pretty wild, man. Um, they got like they make a whole statue, a giant statue out of uh out of just pure snow, and um, they make uh you know they have all kinds of snow events you can do, you know, um, figure skating, and you can um, there's a lot of stores like shops you can go to, like um, you know, like get some food or like the small businesses like small little um businesses that make you know like maybe food or teriyaki or whatever uh, they go over there set up shop and then you can enjoy some good food and you know you know drink if you want uh, Sapporo is also known for some pretty good beer um I wouldn't know <laughs> I, I wouldn't know um no but here's a funny thing in uh in Japan you know I had I'm already growing some facial hair and um I was like I'm five feet nine and that is pretty, very tall for an adult there in Japan. So every time I went to a restaurant, I kid you not, they would always give me some beer. Like, he's like, all right. If my parents ordered beer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, here's some beer. I was like, oh, wait, no, he's 14. And they, the waitresses would always freak out and be like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were older. And I'm just like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, yes, and yes, the restaurants, let's get into that. Everywhere in Japan, there are restaurants, and not one of them is disappointing. My goodness, they are delicious, and they are, I mean, a little bit pricey, more on the pricey side, because we don't have fast food there, but it is, oh boy, it is amazing. Uh, The place I was in, in Sapporo, had ramen chops everywhere, and I... These everywhere, it didn't matter where, it was great. Ramen shops, oh my god, they were everywhere. And there was this one particular place, um, near the apartment I was staying at. Um, it was like you would, um, order it was like $10 ramen, which was excellent. And then you could also pay another 
six something like 650 and you'll get this giant plate of curry rice and it was amazing how much food they gave you for about 16 dollars um it was definitely um worth it and uh, amazing um it didn't matter where i went it, it never disappointed even the convenience stores were excellent like the you know those little cup ramens you get here like once you try a Japanese cup ramen, you can never go back to, you know, the stuff you eat here. Because I don't know what they put in those Japanese cup ramens, you know, the instant stuff. But it's really good. I mean, I'm sure it's not healthy for you. I'm sure that would just, all it does is put you in the grave faster. But, I mean, something about that stuff is just really good. Um, <laughs> I'm going to endorse some bad things today. But, uh, <laughs> uh, also, the bakeries are excellent. Um. They got a bunch of bakeries everywhere. Um, you know, they sell like custards and stuff. And I will say Japan's custards and sweets are amazing, man. Um, they're not too sweet like the American stuff. Like, you know, like it's not like extremely sweet to make your, you know, make your. It is, it's not so sweet, you know. Maybe it's just me who doesn't like American sweets because they're like sweet to make you like, you know, trip out. But like. In Japan, they have these sweets that are, there's kind of sweet, but also kind of mildly not sweet, you know. Kind of like beans, you know. It's, I, I shouldn't say beans. It's, uh, it's, it's called unko, I think. It's, um, it's, it's a type of bean pastry. It's very good. I, I, I love that stuff. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we actually, so yeah, that's, um, a good part. The food is just, yeah, I recommend there is one place in general I recommend if you ever went to Sapporo, Japan. In my hometown, my very home small town of Shibetsu, there is a ramen shop called Takichan's. And oh boy, it is excellent. That stuff is so good. Get it in your stomach right away. Um, it is owned by these uh the, this old couple. I think well, the I think the. I think the wife is Chinese and the husband's Japanese. I could be wrong though, but oh boy, do they make great food. Um, ramen, ramen is excellent. Um, I go there every time I go to Japan. It's just so good, no matter how many times I've had it. Um, it's a childhood favorite of mine. Um, I've, the first play time I ever ate at Takichan's was, I think I was seven to eight, and it's just always been on my mind. It's it's unforgettable. The broth is just, it's the tie for it. It's amazing. And um, one time my uncle got this garlic ramen, right? And um, they must have put like a whole garlic in there. A whole, just a whole garlic because he was sweating like crazy. And he, his face turned, his, his entire face turned red and he started sweating. And uh, it was a, definitely a fun time. <laughs> Uh, and also their dumplings are just incredible. Like the wife um, is extremely skilled at making dumplings. And they are just, oh man, you can get like shrimp dumplings, um, you know, beef dumplings or even vegetable dumplings. Just mix it with soy sauce. Ah, man, that is excellent. And for a very affordable price. Um, so yeah, that's my take on Japanese food. So, real quick, um, real quick, let's talk about, uh, real quick, I just want to mention, I went over there to Japan, and, um, the main reason was, um, my, my grandma wasn't really doing that well, you know, um, 
you know, she, she hit her head on, she hit her head and uh, was paralyzed. And um, we went over there to not really final, yeah, kind of final goodbye. And um, you, you could probably guess what happened after that. But um, the trip was, the trip was very um, fun to say the least, except for that part. But uh, I do really appreciate, um, I just want to say, I really want to uh, take a time to appreciate my grandma. Um, I really, I really didn't appreciate her when she was around, and I probably should have appreciated her a little more, you know. Um, you and not just her, but other people have also made me realize that you don't really, you don't appreciate something until it's gone. You know, you don't really truly appreciate something until it's gone. So I encourage everyone. Like, even if it's your sibling, your sister, your brother, you might say you hate them. But appreciate them while they're there, you know. And it doesn't matter, that man, just appreciate. Um, sorry, that was a little bit more deeper than I thought it would be. But uh, let's, go, let's go to uh, the next topic. Um, let's talk about... One second, where's my paper? Um, talk about it. Yes, um, final topic, here we go, so, I have some, I have some family in Japan, and, um, honestly, they're really cool, um, I have one of my cousins is a, C is a, was an executive administrator for a big tire company called Fuji, and, um, my other cousin's husband also works for a, I think, I think, I think it's a computer company called Fuji as well. <laughs> They're both very high positions. I think both administrators. And um, I got to see them this year. And uh, man, it, it's very interesting. Um, I got to talk to them a little bit. And um, I mean, it's just really cool. Um, actually, my uh, my cousin, the you know the my, uh, my cousin, the one married to the the computer company guy. Um, She's, uh, she is, uh, I think, she was, like, kind of, like, one of my favorite cousins growing up, you know, and it's really amazing to see that, you know, when I was born, she was 18 years old, and now, she's, like, 30 years old, and she has her own child, um, his name is now, and, man, just the, just the brightest little sunshine I've ever met, um. He's uh he's very curious. Uh, he's so cute. Whenever he wants some food or something, he'll clap his hands like, "Give me more! Come on, give me more!" Uh, yeah, and it was really nice. I got to see him on one of my last days in Japan, and um, I'm really thankful that I got to see him. So he was just really cool. And I think the benefit of this trip was that, uh, and also, uh, I got to see my other cousin a lot. Uh, my cousin Tom. Now my cousin Tom, yes, his his name he's uh Instagram is Sham. Uh, one second, let me check this real quick. Um, his Instagram is. Give me a second. I should remember this, but like I don't really check his stuff out that much. I'm I know I'm an awful cousin. <laughs> but uh, it says right here his Instagram is Sham five five one. And um, he's my cousin Tom, and um, he's a professional bas- uh, baseball player. 
well, not really professional right now, but guess what? I think he's gonna be uh, he's gonna become pro very soon. Um, I mean, he's a he's an incredible bas- uh, baseball player. Um, he works flipping hard, man. Like he works just really hard, and you know he is the he is he is the he is he works hard, and he has motivation, and I really do believe that he's gonna become one of the uh, top um, pro uh, best uh, baseball player soon. He's in a minor league right now, but um, he's doing well in the minor league. So I think uh, he might be able to upgrade the pro soon. So yeah, I uh, I encourage you to go follow Tom. He's a he's an amazing uh, bas- uh, ba- baseball player. I keep saying basketball. No, he's a baseball player. So I encourage you to follow him. And um, yeah, and honestly, I just be uh, you know harder times. I came together with my family. Um, I got. I feel like I've gotten closer to my Japanese family, which is great. I mean, that's what you really want is to be closer to family, and you know, I feel closer now. So I mean, I'll, that was a good trip, and um, I think that is all for right now. Um, oh yeah, um, let's see here. Um, all right, I got a few questions. I asked Instagram for uh, asked Instagram for a few questions, and um, I didn't get that many, but that's fine. Um, I got two questions. Um, one's from Josh McCoy seven five seven on Instagram. Um, he asks, "You have a podcast?" Uh, yeah, Josh, I do have a podcast. It's called uh, Pod Bowls. Um, this is this podcast is basically anything I really want to make. You know. Um, I've been interested in, you know, making a podcast for a while, but I just thought, you know what, why not let's just do it, you know, and um, uh, it, it's really something I've wanted to do, you know, and um, hey, I'm, I am made one, so um, yeah, Josh, to answer your question, I do have a podcast, um, I'm going to try to record an episode, excuse me, every week, you know, just a little update on what's going on, like, hey, the pandemic is still going on, <laughs> but um Yes, to answer your question, Josh, yes, I do have a podcast. Um, yes, next question is from Jack Hansen, of, uh, Jack Hansen 4. Um, he says, uh, what's a question? You know, you really got me on that one, Jack. I, uh, I got to tell you, I don't really know what a question is, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, after thinking about it, I have no idea what a question is. You know what, you really stumped me on that one. <laughs> All right, um... That's that is uh I think that is it for uh episode 1 of Podbowls. Um really thank you all for tuning in and listening man. Um I really appreciate it. Um this is my first time ever recording a podcast and you know the audio must suck. I'm using my uh, headphone, I my earphone audio, so a mic, so it must sound awful, but I really thank you for listening to the podcast and uh I I hope you uh come back for the weekly updates <laughs> I mean, i'm probably never going to get in one listener to this but um hey it's something i want to do so thank you all for listening to pod bowls and uh i can't wait for next week and i hope you can't either see you guys next time